Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. I don't want to take your I don't want to steal your take. But in crunch time to you need to stop on defense, they're going to go to your boy Romeo. I like it. It was what? Smart, Jalen, Tatum, Tice, and Romeo is the fifth. So you're going with like five guys, 6-4 taller, all with, you know, long wingspans, all with Good speed and good defense. That's your closing on him. Brad kind of, once they tipped his hand there, but that's the team he's going to go within crunch time if he needs to stop right there. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Being like with seconds left because he is not putting Romeo on the court for an offensive possession just yet. No, no, no. I would, I would guess not. I mean, I, I, I thought you were kind of being a little sarcastic there, but I mean, because they're up, was it was 109, 101 when that happened. So, just get him in the game because he can handle himself. But anyways, that's not that's not even remotely like an important thing. I think coming out of this game, there's a I, for them to for this to be that close of a game. I know it's the postseason and everything, but you know the Nets and the Raptors just had a, it was a blowout game in that one. Yeah, it got close in the third quarter. I was expecting this one to be not necessarily that bad, but I never thought it would be to we so many times where the Sixers were in it, had the lead. I did not. I was not a huge fan of how the way this of the way the Celtics played tonight. Guys had some bright spots in there, of course. I mean, Tatum getting over thirty points is huge and everything. Um, Kemba was my biggest one, but I'm just curious, what was your biggest drawback at the end of the night? I think for me, it's the loss of Gordon Hayward, who probably is going to be out for the next like I don't know. I'm not playing doctor on this live stream, but seven ten days. I mean, it looked like a very simple uh, ankle sprain. He rolled it. It wasn't the one where, you know, he shattered his leg in the season opener right. a couple of years ago. So that's good news. It's the other leg. But still, that's something that he couldn't he couldn't put pressure on it now with adrenaline pumping and immediately afterwards. And he's he was already ruled out like 
within 30 seconds. So there's no chance he was going to come back tonight. I don't think he's going to come back for the rest of this round. I don't think there's any reason to. You should be able to handle the Sixers team. Despite how you played tonight, I think I told you before we started the stream, I'd probably give them like this was their C-minus game, D-plus game maybe. Like They did not play well tonight. And for them to lose Gordon Hayward going forward, that's not good for the series. I don't think it makes the, the Sixers favorites by any means, but that's my story for, for the night. The storyline number one for the night is the loss of Gordon Hayward, who looked good in moments. Again, Matt, he would always point out he's inconsistent, but there was some really good points on, like, on double teams where Gordon was coming down to help Tyson the block with Embiid, had a steal, and one the other way. Like There was some really good possessions there by Gordon where it's not just him spotting up or shooting or making plays in the offensive end. He was playing some good defense too, so it's a loss of Gordon Hayward for me. I think if you look at Gordon Hayward's line at the end of the night, 12 points, 4 steals, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. His shooting was 5 of 13, 2 of 6. I mean, it's, you know, when he's your fourth when it's your fourth option on offense, that's that's fine. That's that's good. I think and that's what we've said Gordon kind of is in some ways. I know you don't fully agree with that. Um, but I think that he does a little bit of everything and we, we see that with him night in and night out and that's fine. That's what you're gonna. If that's what you're gonna get from him, and you're gonna have Jalen Brown scoring what 29 points, and Tatum's gonna be scoring 32. I think, generally speaking, you're gonna be in business. I think there were some struggles on the defensive end, um, and also with Tatum. I know he finished 10 of 21 and was great from the line and everything, but he goes into that the final quarter and he only he already had 28 points. He finishes the night with 32 points. It's just not a lot from him there. And how many minutes did he play? That was the one thing I forgot to check. So he ended up with 41 minutes on the night, and he had logged 29 minutes going into that final quarter. For me, that's just one thing where I'm like, what's going on there? Now, I know Kemba did really well in the fourth quarter because he went in with eight, and then he ended up with 19 on the night. And with him, Ty, that's as much as Hayward's probably the big negative coming out of the night, I think Kemba's fourth quarter performance is probably the big positive because it's, I felt like there was a little bit of conviction to his game, especially during that stretch when they needed him to do it. And we've been talking leading up to the restart and and even throughout the seeding games, we thought, I thought that Tatum was the guy and then it's Jalen Brown. And then Kemba is the number three, as much as he's still a a great option to have and still a guy you can, who's obviously plenty capable on offense, just a matter of his leg and everything. How's it going to feel? But in the fourth quarter, he looked great. He looked like the Kemba we expect him to be, I think. Yeah, and in the fourth quarter there, they could have pulled away if he would have hit some open shots he usually hits. Like he had um, on a pick and roll, he got a guy on his hip like deep in the lane, and he just missed an easy floater. He had he missed like two or three very easy 10, 12-foot mid-range jumpers. Like those are shots he normally hits, and he his explosion got him to having the open shots and, and creating it, and, you know, he's crafty as well. And those two things get him a lot of open shots, but – he just didn't hit him late in the fourth quarter. He was seven to sixteen, so he didn't play bad by any means. But I'm saying he had open. Well, in the, that in he the didn't fourth convert. quarter, he went he three. He could have played better. He could play better in the first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, because yeah. he went into the fourth quarter four of twelve from the floor, zero for one from the line. He didn't make a three pointer all tonight, but he finished up five for six from the line, and uh, what was it, seven for sixteen from the floor? So he went three for four in the fourth quarter. So he, did, I mean, shooting, he, he was there. He was there in the fourth quarter. Leading up to that, though, you're right. He wasn't. Must have been. Yeah, must have been in third. But either way, he wasn't what he needed to be. But Jalen Brown, there were some. I I mean, there was one play specifically on the defensive end in the fourth quarter where Tobias Harris got right by him. And I remember Harris flipped out because he thought that Jalen Brown fouled him and a foul wasn't called against. I mean, he thought that Tatum had fouled him and there wasn't a foul called against him. 
but um, all in all, I mean, on the offensive end, he's been great. Nine of 16 from the floor tonight. I think what six boards, 29 points. So in, in 16 of those come in the fourth quarter or 15, something, something in that range. So you can I think right now what you're getting from him is huge. I think the funny thing we saw early on in the game was when, Canner came in quickly and then exited pretty much just as soon as he came in because Joel Embiid went out. And we talked about how matchups are going to play a big part in minutes for Rob Williams, minutes for Ennis Cantor, and, and that showed pretty much right away. But were you worried at all when they pulled Cantor in an instant? No. I mean, we talked about this three-center rotation they had, and they played, um, I think, Tice as usual, like 28, 29 minutes. But then they gave 21 minutes to split up between, you know, Rob Williams and Ennis Canner. Just, just play one of them. Choose one guy. Like, just go with one really? guy. Play the match. Go with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the three-center rotation. If you're going to do that, like, doing the regular season, not in the playoffs, like, this team needs shooting on, like, to come off the bench. And they had no one that could do that today. But not to get off the point, like, I, Ennis Canner can hold his own against Robert Williams or against um, Embiid. I don't know if Robert Williams can. Like Robert Williams is a big guy, but he's only like six eight. Like I don't know how how much well, he's he skinny. He's not a massive. Like he's not a center by any means. Like he's a power forward and probably undersized at that. You know. But would so, you rather? Are you comfortable with Cantor being out there without a guy who's gonna try at least a portion of his game is playing in the paint and posting up? Do you feel comfortable with him against Horford and all the other guys? I'd feel more comfortable with there than than Tice guarding Embiid. Well, I, well, I think Tice is your best defensive center. Period. So he's just your best defensive center. Period. So why are you going to go and put? No, not Embiid. Well, you think Canner is going to be okay? I but I think anybody that's guarding Embiid is going to have their struggles. But at least if if Embiid Canner would be better on Embiid than than Tice would. Every time you so, hundred percent. Yeah. So you'd rather see Canner get more minutes than Tice in this series. Tice fouls, Tice fouls a ton, and Embiid right, is great tonight. at fouls. And all of like I think all of the misses that Embiid had today were were three pointers. Like he couldn't shoot when he when he took shots in the lane. He got what he wanted every time. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get that with Ennis Canner. The whole point with Ennis Canner's defense, listen to me what I'm saying on this. I am listening to you. The whole point about Ennis Canner's defense is when he gets put in the pick and roll, he's, he's exposed because he has horrible foot speed. Horrible. Right. And he doesn't do pick and rolls. And Bede, when he pick and rolls, he picks and pops. He never rolls the basket. So it never exposes his foot speed. Like what I'm saying is the matchup for Canner on Embiid is not like a normal Embiid, or I'm sorry, Canner on a big guy where he can get exposed for being slow. Like mm-hmm. Canner's slow and so is Embiid. So like now we're just talking about strength and IQ and stuff. And at that point, that matchup is better suited for Ennis Canner to guard Daniel Tice. So I'm not saying to get take minutes away from Tice and give it to Canner, but I'm saying – don't give him to Robert Williams. Give him to, to Canner. Get in the flow of the game. Ennis Canner had points in tonight's game where he had offense, two or like three offensive rebounds in like 30 seconds that got Marcus Smart back-to-back wide-open threes, which he threw up bricks. Not surprised by that at all. But like, the point is, Ennis Canner makes it happen for this team when they can't get offense going tonight. They're not hitting open shots tonight, so what do you need? More reps. How do you get that? Offensive rebounds. Ennis Kander can do things that Tice cannot do. And in this series specifically, I think that, that Kander should get more minutes than, what, eight? 
played eight minutes. Eight, eight, eight minutes tonight, and Robert Williams got 13. Does that make sense, what I'm saying about no, – I, 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 no, It does make sense, but my thing is I want to see I want to see Titan on the floor, generally speaking, more than Cantor. I mean, if Cantor's riding I high – I would agree with that. In this matchup, okay. I would disagree, though. Okay. See, and I think that's where the, where the okay that's where the disagreement is. But but if Tice is not on the floor, then I want to see. And, and Joel Embiid still is. Then I agree, and I think Matt would say the same thing too. He would still want to see Cantor as the guy guarding Embiid because Robert Williams is going to be ineffective against him. He has no chance. Right. But if if Embiid is not on the floor and Tice is not on the floor, then the the sub that should be in is Robert Williams because he's going to defend. Okay, you agree with that? See that, like you said, you have to play the scenarios. How often is Embiid not on the court? Tice not on the court? Al Horford maybe not on the court? Like, is that what we were talking about to play Robert no, Williams? If Al Horford's on the court. I'd rather have Robert Williams on the floor. Because oh, Al Horford, I don't know if I like that. And this, I would not put Canner on Al Horford though. Because that, that's what I'm saying. Al Horford would burn him. Yes. That's so, what I'm saying. So, but the other thing is, try and, I, I, your matchups, try and stagger your matchups so it's Embiid, Canner, and Tyus Horford. Okay. That's what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just want to have Tyus out there as often as possible because I think. Tell I, I know start Embiid, play, be a wall, don't let him back your ass down and get offensive rebounds. Don't let back anybody. Down. You're playing out there with, with the starting lineup. Like you normally play with. Romeo Langford and Carson Edwards and these bums out there, but like but you, you have play to keep the scoring lineup. So just go out there, stop and beat, get offense rebounds, and like that's your role. That's it. But here's the other problem in all this too: is Canner also is going to stay down in the paint and he clogs things up sometimes, and then he's going to bring in Bead down with him. I'm talking about the offensive end now because we can't ignore that. As much as Canner is going to get you the offensive rebounds, Tice is going to help stretch the floor a little bit. That allows a guy like Tatum to drive, or if he wants to kick it out to Tice or somebody else who's open too. We can't ignore that fact either. I mean, they look took who a ton who's of joining in the conversation while he's not here tonight. <laughs> I was going to say that, that this team has been shooting a lot of mid-range and threes anyways. So, I mean, they're not doing a great job of getting to the basket. And when they're doing, like Tatum was doing an awesome job today of, of float, like floaters. Like mm-hmm. we were talking uh, early in the season and then even like about a week ago, like when Tatum was really struggling that like he just cannot finish at the rim. But yeah. something's changed to where he's just like, not only is he making shots, He's being super creative to get those shots too, which is yeah. Which is and I think there was a pot. It was on a podcast. I saw somebody tweet this out. I don't know where. You know, it was, I think it was like NBA Central tweeted out. He might have been on Joe Varden's podcast where he talked about he was complaining about fouls and how he's not getting calls and stuff. I'll yeah, tell you what. Right. Yeah, and that's and that is smart by Tatum. I think it's a, a, to, to be complaining about that, be vocal, when now everybody has a high opinion of you, especially in the bubble where they think the Celtics are going to do well. Look, I'm not, I, I get annoyed with guys complaining, but it's proven that it makes an impact on, on how they're treated by referees. You have to be vocal. And I think now where you have so many more outlets to do it, I think that that's a way to draw attention to it. That's going to help him. I mean, and we've seen him down the stretch. He's getting, he was getting to the free throw line. He was, I think he was the last guy before Kemba to get to the line like he, he was going to the hole so yeah but the the other uh, not to gloss over this one either but the other negative thing and I, you were saying to me before we started the show was your frustrations with marcus smart and matt's not here to defend his guy but he did not have uh, not have his best showing oh for five from the floor oh for three from three he went two for two from the line one rebound one assist 
two steals, but one of them was late that last play in the game. So not not his, I mean I've said it that he's worried me a little bit in the bubble with his defense. His offense is another thing. I I always think it's just hit or miss. Whatever. I know he's had some stretches. Um, he has some strong stretches throughout the year, but he is all for five. Like if if he if he's not hitting any and he takes five shots in a game, is that too much for you? No. Okay. The night were fine. Like the NS Canner offensive rebound, the back to back three, the first one, great, fine. Second one in rhythm, fine. Like I hate Marcus Smart threes when he's doing in between the legs, trying to be Jason Tatum and then pulling. Like that's not his game. <laughs> so spot up or catch and shoot threes are fine. Like he's not a good enough three point shooter to be shooting those shots. Like mm-hmm. he shoots a lot of bad shots for a bad shooter. But my biggest problem is like, do you know who Mark Titus is? Mark Titus. He played at Ohio State, and he's on he's on the Ringer basketball podcast, maybe the college one, I think, or used to be. Okay. But he wrote a blog called like Club Trillion, and it's all about like trillions mean um, when you go into a basketball game and you put in literally zeros across the board. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart was almost at a trillion today, like zero point zero rebounds, zero assists, all across the board. Like he's just turning in nothing. I know, like Matt saying, he's playing good defense, fine. Right. I specifically saw a play today where he went to go box out Daniel Tice's guy because he was the closest one to him, rather than box out his guy. So we had Tice and Smart boxing out one guy, which left a wide open sixer to crash the board and get an immediate layup. Like it's the playoffs, bro. You can't be just boxing out and half ass boxing out guys that aren't yours because, you know, you want to cover your ass. Like, how about in transition defense, you stick on your guy who was spotting up for three and you let him spot up. Good thing they never saw him. Josh Richardson, who was a good three-point shooter. And then mm-hmm. you not only they didn't see him, he got the offensive rebound. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know the, the, the exact point of the game, but, like, he's just – I don't know if he's not engaged or what it is with him, but, like, I don't see a whole lot of intensity from the Marcus Smart that, like, we're used to seeing. Okay. Hmm. Well, if Matt's arguing about his defense like that, now I mean, I, I've just had, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I just wonder if it's indecision and he can't get in his flow. I, I There's part of me where I, I haven't been able to put my finger finger on it throughout all this because the play you're talking about where he's not, okay, here we go. Matt's LOLing. Well, next time, Matt, don't be in your car when you're, when you're getting ready for the show and you can defend your boy. Um, maybe on Wednesday, right? We're, we're going Wednesday, the game, same time. So we'll be doing the live show. Wow, it ended up being that late, nine fifteen ish. Anyways, um, no, I just I don't think Smart's been the same guy he was before the hiatus. But I, I just wonder if it's I don't I don't think intensity is the thing that I would I would necessarily go to. I just wonder if he's trying to do too much and he's not thinking like he normally does. Because Marcus Smart isn't as much as with his shooting he can be a dumb player sometimes. I don't think that he's a stupid basketball player. Um, one other thing I just wanted to highlight before we get going to, when it came to the numbers and minutes and stuff, Wanamaker only saw 10 minutes. Matt's not going to get to talk about that tonight, but I'm sure he's very excited because when we look at the minute distribution, we're seeing as much as Wanamaker was third in minutes off the bench. We, we got a pretty good idea of what the Celtics rotation is going to be throughout all this. And it is, and Robert Williams obviously is a big part of that. He was second in minutes tonight, but Ooh, you want to hear these, uh, Marcus Martin splits. Oh my God. He's doing Go ahead. horrible. Month of August, six games, 23% from the field, 28% from three. Not ideal. 3.3 to one assist to turnover ratio. That's fine. He's still affecting the game there. He's 
He's mm-hmm. averaging like two steals a game for the month, but man, his shot is broken. And it's never been. And as much before. as Matt will, and I, and I know it's. I think anybody who who appreciates Marcus Smart's game will argue. Well, he does what he brings to the defensive end. No one else can bring, and I understand that. I agree with that. But Marcus Smart has always been a guy who helps on. Not always, for the this year and last year, he has been a guy who makes an impact on the offensive end. And if he's not doing that and he's taking the same amount of shots. Now, 0 for 5 tonight, I don't mind that. Marcus Smart, in 32 minutes, you can take five shots if you miss them all. That's fine. But if he keeps trying to force it, or if he, try, if he tries to do more, and he's not finding his flow, that's a problem. And when there's an open man, like on that second rebound, you said um, he was in rhythm on that second, uh, th- that one time down the floor, we took two threes back-to-back after the offensive rebound. Jalen Brown was wide open, I, and he's having a great night. I want to see him passing it to him when he's not finding his flow. I don't care I if you're wide open. If he was, then Jalen Brown's the right guy. It's the extra pass, and that's good. Marcus is fine with that. But um, mm-hmm. I have a so question not- about a trend that I'm sensing with the Celtics. I feel like Tatum um, can score at will, but in fourth quarter, he's starting to disappear, and it becomes the Jalen Brown show. Jalen Brown, who might only have 12 points entering the fourth, Jalen's 24. They'll be even at the end of the game because Jalen Brown will take off and take over in the fourth quarter. Whereas Tatum will, you know, he's not like being passive, but he'll make the right play. He'll get double teamed and give it to a Jalen Brown who's open. Like I, I don't know, if, I don't know if it was the Bucks game or who they played last week, but Tatum had a killer game, dominated, and they did nothing in the fourth. And then Jalen Brown turned around to, um, to save their ass. I can't remember what game that was, but. I feel like there's a trend here that, like, it's th- for three quarters it's Tatum's game. The fourth quarter it's Browns. I don't hate that necessarily because if he's going and playing well, he, okay. In in Matt's in the comments right now, that's where we keep throwing him up for those who are listening to the audio version of the show. He didn't disappear, Matt, but at the same time, Tatum. I don't. My whole thing is because I look at his, his shooting numbers and he only put up three shots in the third quarter. I know he gets fouled and he's getting to the line and everything too, but. With Tatum, I don't mind if he's not putting up those numbers in the fourth quarter, if he's putting up throughout the rest of the game, because I don't think he's passive, like you said, Ty. But what I think is happening is people are, teams are looking at Tatum and it's like, well, if he's doing this throughout the game, he's playing with conviction, he's able to get to the line and all that stuff. They're going to try and stop him. So then look, why not look for Jalen Brown? Now you bring up the whole, he's not getting assist numbers. Well, how many times is he kicking it to Jalen Brown and he's spotting up? Maybe he makes a move and then he goes to the paint and then he scores. And then Kemba Walker, same thing. So that's why whenever Glenn specifically has said, you have to have the guy, you have to have that one guy. Yes, of course, that's important. You want to have that one guy who's, who can take it a shot if he's contested at the end of the game and, and fearless and whatever. I think Tatum can do that. We saw, we saw mo- shots that he took tonight late, but when you have other guys who are capable of taking shots in crunch time when the pressure's on and they're open and you're getting double teamed or you have the best defender on you and you can't shake them, why not kick it to them? And Tatum has two guys that he can do that with, no questions asked. I feel almost as comfortable with the ball in Jalen Brown's hand at the end of the game as I do Tatum's if he's going to spot up for a shot. And then the same goes for – after what Kemba Walker looked like tonight – for the most part, I feel the same way too. I still I, that Clippers game scarred me with him from early on in the season, where he goes in the paint and then they're packing it tight near Bigs there. But, but yeah, so I like it's. I, you're right. There is a trend, Ty, but I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing. No, no, of course not. It's almost like Jalen saving himself because he knows that like they're gonna go all out against Tatum to stop what he's doing, 
and mm-hmm. they're gonna, you know, I'll, I'll feast if they're if they're gonna double team him or hard hedge, then kick it to Tice, and one extra pass, I'm open. You know that type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I was gonna make one extra pointer about Marcus Smart with Gordon Hayward being out, like he needs to step it up. Like he's gonna be playing. Yep. I mean, probably playing the same amount of minutes, but his touches in terms of like usage rate, like in ball handling, he's gonna be used a lot more as like the distributor. Like Gordon Hayward, all those times where he's getting pick and rolls in the wings. That's not Marcus Smart. Like he's gonna be playing mm-hmm. a huge role in this series coming up. And for him to be put in tonight's effort, I hope he kind of, you know, puts it in the back um and forgets about it because they what they play Wednesday, it's a quick turnaround, and he's he's got a big role uh going forward. The thing with him is he can't look at it as I need to score more if I'm not shooting well necessarily. You no, have to find ways to the game, just affect the game. And he's not doing that as much as he used to. Aside from the defensive end, yes. He needs to figure out ways to impact the offensive end more than he than he has been throughout the entire bubble. As much as this is not a I wouldn't say this should be a satisfying win. I mean, look, in, in some ways, yeah, the Celtics, like you said, they were they had their C minus game, whatever. I would say yeah, it's, it's probably C. I'm not, I mean, I'm splitting hairs, but they weren't at their best. They were still able to beat the Sixers, but they don't have Ben Simmons. You should be able to beat them four times in this series. We said that, right? Like four times in a row. The refs will lose them a game, I'm sure, but or you have an off night, whatever. The thing for them going forward that's a big – and it, we, we, but we saw positives. The Jalen Brown was a positive. They were positive with Tatum, and, and Kemba Walker, especially for me, was the big one. The big thing now is if you're not going to have Gordon Hayward, which I would imagine if he's got a right ankle sprain – I gotta think that's gonna end up being two games. I mean, you said seven to ten days. We're, we're we don't know as of right now. There's been no further diagnosis other than he sat out the rest of the game. This is a huge test for them because not only is it, how's Marcus Smart gonna step up. This is this is what's gonna happen in the Raptors series because that's when his 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 uh, kid is supposed to be born, his son. So what do you what are those Celtics gonna look like now? This is actually a, a good trial run for them to see what this, oh, no. this is gonna be like, right? I didn't. I totally forgot about that timing. He, he honestly could be done for the next two weeks. Like we could not see Gordon Hayward back until like I'm just guessing late in that Raptors series. Like if yeah, it, it could all kind of the series of events could flow perfectly. He could be out for a while. Not he because be of the, the the injury, the birth of his kid, having to re quarantine. He has to get a certain number of negative tests in a row to get back into the bubble. By the way, yep. nothing in Carolina. I missed a goal here, but whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got the Bruins game. How are them Red Sox doing? Oh, God, unbelievable. But Celt- Celtics won, start off 1-0 in the series. They're back in action on Wednesday. We'll be doing the live stream on Twitter like we have been after the game. And it's pretty much right after the final buzzer. And uh, audio version's up the next day. So anything else before we get going, Ty? No, um, I think I said Celtics sweep before, but I think you have to amend that now. No Gordon Hayward. Um, they didn't play their best game when they needed to on you know game one. So we'll see if they're going to do it in game two, but no Gordon, Gordon Hayward. I'm, I'm officially concerned. I'd say five or six now for the Celtics. I had five before. I'm going to stick by five because now they'll probably lose one game in the midst of all this. Again, I like I thought the refs weren't going to help him in one game anyways to extend the series, and now I'm certain of it. Martyr right. indeed will we'll beat the Celtics on Wednesday. Just literally only shoot layups in the paint. Matt said it with Kai Carlin, like just only put your ass in the paint and you're going to dominate the game. Simple as that. Yep, but he doesn't do that. All right, we will talk to you all again on Wednesday live. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.